This time on No, Not the Mind Probe, episode 32, Martha and Tom Baker have had it. Welcome to No, Not the Mind Probe. Because they've had it, right? No, I don't down. want that That's either. Right. Yeah, I'm not interested in the mind probe either. Um, this is a podcast where we watch and rank every single Doctor Who story ever. Um, I, I, I seem surprised by that, but it's true. <laughs> um, wow. my, yeah, I mean, all right, all right. I mean, my name is John Grant, um, because that's who I am. Uh, and I am a lifelong Doctor Who fan, uh, also that I've been watching it for 36 years, and, and I'm joined tonight. Normally, the probe teeny is with me, but tonight, mm-hmm. the sparkling uh, probe pina colada. Uh, it's a, it's a pina mm. colada with pineapple champagne, you make it sparkling, but anyway. Mrs. Probe, sparkling as well. Yeah. I believe you posted this recipe on Facebook, and Mrs. Probe was admiring this, and she mm. it, sound, it sounded very good to her. So yeah. she, we're considering. Uh, so she's drunk off her ass right now. She's just <laughs> so drunk. She's been drinking rum ever since. Like, uh, I, cute little, little old skunk. Yeah. yeah. My name is Porter Mason. John's been asking me to watch Doctor Who for twenty six years. I finally said yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Oh, good. A thousand times yes. Okay. You know, I never actually bothered to add, to listen to an answer but now i, I just tuned into this part and i'm like oh he said yes oh good this, this is gonna feel a lot less creepy now <laughs> each episode of intemp we'll mm-hmm. look at two stories we're going through the new doctor who series in order and our doctor who sommelier john pairs that new who with a classic who john what or who you like that do we yeah. have in store for this episode uh, we're just doing the next two stories. Yeah, okay. Great. <laughs> um, easy. I'm going right into the fact that I'm going to do it again. There you go. We're going right into these. Uh, because, because you know, he's right. Let's not waste any time. Because I'm going to have to recap the plot of The Sound of Drums uh, <laughs> and uh, and The Last of the Time Wards. And that's going to that's gonna be a trick. Yeah, so yeah. folks um, gather, get some blankets, some pillows, gather yeah, around and yeah. you get some some uh, hydrate yourselves because it's going to be a long one. If you're a doomsday prepper, <laughs> this is your moment. This is your time. Break yeah, out the those. Pandemic we just went through because apparently you couldn't handle that from what we've seen of the doomsday prepper. <laughs> I know all these doomsday preppers who I'm sure are all the anti-maskers and stuff <laughs> like that. They can't handle like they're ready to like they're stocked up with like wheat germ to you know live for <laughs> seven years on wheat germ alone. But then it's like, by the way, when you walk into the chilies, please wear a mask. <laughs> like, God damn it. I will never, never, There's never. No way. There's no way I can do that. <clears throat> well, anyway, very apropos to uh this story. I'm not That's sure true. why. But uh season three, episodes twelve and thirteen. Were these the finale? This was the finale. Is uh, it the season finale or finale? Finale. Uh, this is part of a, a three-parter. John split it up to sort of throw me off the yeah, yeah. the scent. <laughs> uh, but it, it's a three-parter. This is all story number one hundred and eighty-seven. Uh, aired June twenty-third and thirtieth of two thousand and seven. John, let's listen to mm. a little clip. Mm-hmm. Then how are we going to find him? I'll know him. The moment I see him. 
time mills always do. But hold on. If he could be anyone, we miss the election. But it can't be. Mr. Saxon has returned from the palace and is greeting the crowds inside Saxon headquarters. I said I knew that voice. When he spoke inside the TARDIS, I've heard that voice hundreds of times. I've seen him. We all have. That was the voice of Harold Saxon. That's him. He's Prime Minister. The Master is Prime Minister of Great Britain. The Master and his wife. This country has been sick. This country needs healing. This country needs medicine. In fact, I'd go so far as to say that what this country really needs right now is a doctor. Ending with the theme song. Yeah. Yeah. Very exciting. Very exciting. All right. So let me try. Let me try this. I'm going to be. Yeah. (laughs) We're all counting on you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, as I mentioned last episode, uh, when we last left the doctor, he was stranded at the end of time without a TARDIS or any way to get back. No way he was getting out of that. No way. Very quickly, Jack's like, oh, yeah, I got this thing on my hand. How about we use that? Oh, sure. No problem. So that's all settled. So, and by the way, I'm not sure how the end of the universe is working out. Hopefully that worked out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully that's okay. Um, not sure about that. Right? Because do we ever resolve what Utopia was, what signal they were giving out? And I don't know if that's a spoiler, if that's dealt with later or something, but. Well, so it's big. I mean, so we figure out what the chocolate are and that it's somehow what happened when they got to utopia but yeah it's okay it's it's, it's in this story but it's well, kind we're of not awesome. talking about it now <laughs> we'll get to it later yeah. uh, so they 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 get back to uh where all the action you know is normally happening which is 21st <laughs> century earth um and, uh, they actually do they talk a little bit about in this episode why that does seem to be the case? They, well, they kind he of, locks the TARDIS because the Master could only come back because he locks the when he goes in the when the Master generates the Doctor loops his little sonic screwdriver and the Master's like no and then he said like I I lock the controls so they can only go back and forth between these two points my last destination on this one so he could only come back lucky. to twenty first century lucky yeah. yeah. So we get there, and then as we hear from the little um, opening uh, opening uh, clip, the master is now prime minister. So a real step down from Harriet Jones, uh, MP from Slidell North. We have uh, we have the master. So, which is great, by the way, in that clip, how they immediately go to there. Like he could be anyone. It's like <gasps> prime minister. I'm like, well, <laughs> I mean, yeah, he turns out you're right, but there could have been some other options. <laughs> also, throughout this story. It, that is an example of they're just humming along like it feels like there's you know one thing that might happen when you're writing a, a story like this or you're in the writer's room you have these postcards up of like well here's some things that need to happen to get us where we need to go it feels like they got to the end of the season and they're like oh we have this whole other half of the room of postcards let's just kind of put them all in here because <laughs> we just get through like yeah we don't dilly around trying to like find it. it's like we're immediately here he's our, he's prime minister that's happened um, so the master's prime minister, and he has created a, a way to subliminally influence the population with this 
phone thing, Archangel. Satellite, the Archangel Network. Sa- yeah, satellites. Um, uh, he bombs Martha's apartment. We learn that Martha's family's been arrested. Um, obviously, we're in the future a little bit. No, no, not far, because actually Martha realizes now in retrospect later maybe it's later in the episode she's like oh yeah i know him i was yeah, gonna, I was gonna vote, vote for, him. for him and jack even said the same thing i was gonna vote for him too yeah. right right um so they the master tries to frame them as criminals uh they're kind of hiding out the doctor does some technological wizardry to uh allow them to kind of move around without being caught you know seeing seen as wanted criminals he uh i didn't even remember this specifically as i'm reading some of this recap he tells them that as a child the master looked into the time vortex and was driven mad i do not remember hearing this okay well that's all news to me (laughs) (laughs) okay um the master is going to reveal humanity's first again first contact but they've had so many first contacts i'm confused okay with an alien race known as the taclophane um unit takes over the meeting so we see modern day unit it's kind of fun mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh moves it to the to uh takes the meeting to the flying aircraft carrier which are always it. fun we have in the marvel universe we have flying aircraft carriers too and they're a lot of fun yeah i see i i'm not a big marvel person um so i thought this was such a cool thing and then everybody's like oh yeah this, this was, that's what samuel jackson <laughs> it is cool i mean but yeah. yeah it's a cool idea right um so so the unit <laughs> how i feel steps. about this episode too so, <laughs> so unit kind of and at this point or maybe always unit is an international force it's not british yeah, united alone. Nations. Yeah. okay oh right united nations okay so they're kind of they step in to say hey we got this thanks uh prime minister of britain <laughs> we'll, we'll talk to the aliens for the over. first time the u.s president takes over right Right, right. But then but calls he's... himself at one point the president elect. He's like, "This is so and so president elect," and you're like, "Well, then you are nothing." Like, right? That's <laughs> just, just like an needless don't understand it. complication. <laughs> yeah, they try to talk to the aliens who are these orbs. Um, never trust an orb. My mother always told me. Like, and then orbs. the master kind of stands up and says, and says, ah, talk to me. And because I actually, and the orbs are really like, oh, we all actually bow down to you. Um, the, oh, boy. Okay. So then, uh, the, the doctor, uh, and Martha arrive on the aircraft carrier as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the master is now taking control of, of, the aliens and at this point all the other world leaders are here kills the president yeah kills the president or president-elect so like you said that was a little (laughs) confusing um he's able to see the doctor because he can kind of see around now he has a laser screwdriver yeah that's fun uh i'm sorry i stressed the one wrong word there not a sonic screwdriver (laughs) but a laser screwdriver he kills jack which as we know is not a problem yeah been there and he ages the doctor a hundred years, mm-hmm. uh, and that's a lot of fun. So now the doctors, <laughs> <laughs> now they do quite a makeup job on him, and it, yeah. it looks interesting. It always is weird when they age people. I think it looks it looks okay. It looks pretty good. Well, it's weird because you know 
it's fake, right? Like, like if you had someone you've never seen before and they've added aging makeup for someone and it was like, oh, okay, well, um, I don't know. And then, and then they young in them, uh, I guess. Is that that's yeah. what you do? You young in them? Well, they young I, in them. The You're technical like, term is youngify. Youngify. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, ooh, I I thought that person was old. But then when, when you have a person that you've been seeing for an entire season and then they age them, you're just like, well, I'm you're not fooling me. It's not like I'm gonna be like, wait a minute, did David Tennant suddenly age for a hundred years? It's like <laughs> you know it's fake. There's so also it's something about it. I'm I'm it's kind of I'm reflecting on it now, and one of the things that feels a little like makes it fakey is that for whatever reason there are reasons for this but as soon as the doctor has turned older he just doesn't talk like we just don't hear much from him occasionally yeah. he says like Did one or two know? things and there's something that seems very fakey about it like um if he makes if he says a few lines like his nose will fall off so please just <laughs> no tenant lines like that's what it feels like like he's there's lots of things happening and he's just standing there staring like <sighs> Like yeah, and you're just kind of like, anything. have you met old people? Because because sitting down and shutting up is not their thing. No, and, <laughs> they're and the not going to get quieter. Yeah, and yeah. the doctor's just so chatty. Well, anyway, so he does this, uh, and he did this from taking the doctor's se- severed hand that Jack was having around. Uh, he Jack kind of steps in and says, Martha get out of here you'll know what to do <laughs> um, yeah, we'll talk about that <clears throat> uh the master brings martha's family onto the bridge so they're a big part here uh and then he calls all the other taclophane which are again these little death orbs um and he brings well you know, billions of them and says like i'm gonna kill um I'm going to kill a bunch of people. And I think he kills a bunch of people right away. Or does he yeah. just threaten to slaughters slaughters like an eighth or something of the population. Or something like that. Um, Martha before leaving goes to the doctor. He tells her something, um, whispers something to her. And then she teleports away and says, I'm going to come back. That's episode one. <laughs> yeah. So again, just so much Ooh. happening. And <laughs> we're in such a tough spot here. Um, the doctor is essentially neutralized. The master's in control of the earth, pretty heavily, like clearly in control. And all we have is that like Martha's out there and the doctor told her something. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's yeah. what we got. That's what we're working with. And there are little balls flying around. Episode two. I don't know if this was done with any kind of um, a, a, a title, but we're now a year past this. So you know skip to the future um we're we're in a bad way here on earth <laughs> um you know the master is in charge people are you know, really it looks now and now this is also what kind of made utopia feel a little better to me like everyone looks like what everyone looked like in utopia it felt <laughs> and, you know the, these same kind of everyone's kind of a refugee everyone's being controlled by the master who i other than just like mad for power, I don't know what he's trying to get out of this. Yeah. Um, so that's something yeah, to talk that's about. That's a theme we're going to explore. Um, so, and then what we have is we have now kind of the Martha movie. This is the Martha show. Martha, the rebel leader, who's It'd be out great if here. they just ex- referred to it that way during the thing. It's the Martha the show. Martha it's the Martha show. <laughs> yeah. Um, like now I have some very dark things to tell you. On the Martha show. (laughs) (laughs) 
So what we see her is we see her traveling around, going to different little pods of refugees. And what we do see her doing is bringing some things. She's sort of on a little bit of a fetch quest again, trying to gather a couple of different... Are they stones? I'm trying to remember now. It was, a, it was sort of these brightly colored vials of liquid, right? That were going to... Right, which supposedly... Scattered the gun will kill the master. Basically. Right, right, right. So it's a fetch quest to find these little vials that, when put together, can kill a... I don't know if it was a Time Lord generally, but specifically the Master. Yeah, and I think it was, I think, I believe it's described as like, because Unit knew the Master, right? Because of the demons and all that. And so it was like, wow, we knew he might show up and we invented this gun to kill him. So well, she's going around to try to gather, right. She's gathering this up, but then on the way, she is like this rebel hero that, you know, are, is talked about in whispers and so much she shows up everyone wants to hear from her and so she'll stop and talk and try to inspire them and also tell them about the doctor saying this is the person who is going to be able to help us let me tell you about the doctor so um so the doctor is back i i mean we're almost meant to believe that the that they've just been hanging out on the ship for the year. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I guess they're not going anywhere. The master's been doing stuff. He's been doing stuff. Mad you know, at the doctor. He's living in like a little tent. Yeah, he's living in a little tent on the bridge, and the master comes in every morning and dances. The doctor's still Which there, not talking much. Yeah, quiet. Martha's family is just still sort of there. Like <laughs> that's the thing is like when when she leaves it's this sort of hostage situation but then a year passes and the the hostage situation is like pretty stable actually i mean so he's changed some things her family are now like serving him and sort of things like this but it's not doing anything like if, if it's some sort of threat to martha or something it's like well i don't know she's still yeah, going around being around. a rebel leader she's his enemy um I mean, I, you know, I think the master's if Kish is in charge of the master's publicity, which she is. Right. I mean, so she's gone from her terrible PR around a guy who could rejuvenate himself. And then now she's the PR uh, Tish, the sister is the PR person right. for the master. Uh, and you're just like, well, that's no one. Yeah. She went from that to the prime minister. Uh, and, then, you know, it's a wonder anybody knows he's in charge of the planet. Like he's taken over and they've killed half the planet. It's like, oh, Tish, Tish sent out a tweet. <laughs> And some people know it's like okay, disaster. But anyway, okay. So then, this is a reveal that I want to talk more about because it it was just again, uh, it felt like it was like one card is like, oh, we should mention this, and then just thrown in. There's like, whoa, what? Which is that the Taco Fan are not aliens; they are the human. I mean, you mentioned this briefly, but before, but uh, now that we're talking about this recap, that these aliens, these little death spheres are all the humans who took the rocket uh, back in the Utopia episode, who took the rocket to Utopia, who, they ate, their, they turned their bodies into spheres and their minds regressed to children. And then the master created this paradox machine to allow them to return to their past and kill their ancestors. So the idea is the way that they were going to survive is to come back and kill themselves to take um, over the past. They're basically invading the past. Right, that right, could right. That only happen, that be, then that creates a paradox. So that can right. only happen with the, the paradox machine that works like a paradox machine works. Sure, and we so, all know so that just, is, there's no yeah, real need so, to talk about it. But, yeah, um, no point in going into that detail. <laughs> how we do that. Yeah. So, and Martha kind of figures this out. So she knows this is the game. Uh, but, but I mean, this has already happened. So I don't know why they would have taken this long. And anyway, um, so um, 
so Martha's got the gun now. She finds her way back onto the again. I assume they're still on the ship. I don't. Well, know. She betrayed by the. She she goes to find the woman who she knows is going to betray her, and that'll get her back to the spaceship. Right. Yeah. Right. She meets right, the hot right. doctor. We. Uh, you, know, you may have glossed over this, but she meets a hot doctor. Oh yes, Thomas like a, Milligan, who's actually gonna who's actually going to to take her to to Bone Town. Eventually, right, right, right. like this doctor at least has a chance of doing that. Sure, Bone Town sure. being just outside of London. <laughs> <laughs> well, you want to take the M five if you're yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but 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 the master, like she gets there, and the master immediately takes this gun and just like destroys it, and like no, <laughs> I'm not going to do that. But now I can kill you. It would have been great if they just went to another episode and then she just reassembled the whole gun again. And they're like, all right, this time, guy. And then shot him with the gun. Okay. So now we get to the Tinkerbell portion of the episode. Yep. Uh, which is what? what is so because all hope seems lost here, right? This was all hinging about Martha leaving for a year and getting this gun. She's got it. It is immediately like taken from her yeah. and destroyed. Yeah, totally. And uh, what we find is that the the actual i think it's clear that this was the actual plan or at least part of the plan in addition to the gun like she'd hoped the gun would work too but saying no, no, like she i realized been, the gun was a fake it was a it was a it was a front the whole gun she knew thing. that okay yeah, yeah, she'd never kill she'd yeah never that's true that's true that's someone. true yeah. um and she says what do i've actually been doing is i've been going around the whole world and telling everyone about the doctor and they're all going to think of the doctor and that energy um, you know, again, this is the doctor who meets the secret. Um, they're going to put in good vibes into the world and that is going to allow the doctor to re- rejuvenate himself. Yeah. Cause and... he's, by the way, he's, we missed the part where he was turned into Dobby from, uh, from Oh God. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> the doctor's old self is shrunken even further into like a little, yeah, it looks exactly dwarf. like Dobby, the house elf. So this works. Everyone's psychic energy works. And in fact, not just rejuvenates them. He becomes Superman briefly. Like he's floating around with heat vision and just he's doing everything. Around. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then finally Jack... get some dialogue. David Tennant was like, oh, good. I got a few lines in this the season finale. <laughs> <laughs> Jack destroys the paradox machine, which then causes us to magic skip... reset. Over, like, yeah, everything that just happened, don't worry about that. <laughs> um, then they think about what are they going to do with the master? Um, because, and then the doctor says, No, you know what? He's my buddy. Like, let's keep him around. I'm not alone anymore. But then his wife, the master's, uh, the like the prime minister's wife essentially shoots him. We have a little bit of a side story about her earlier too, where it's kind of like I've I've made my choice and I've I know he's the ultimate evil and I'm gonna I'm sticking with him. This is sort of like how you must feel, um, you know, uh, Mitch McConnell's wife or something yeah, like my, that. It's like yeah, I, he made right. me prime minister of transportation, so I yeah. gotta stick with him. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it, I mean, uh, doing uh, it. yeah, secretary of transportation. Um, so and the and the doctor is telling the master like, look, just regenerate. And and I didn't, of course, I don't know if this was the new thing. The master refuses to regenerate, so it's not yeah. like he mm. just decides not to. <laughs> sort of like, and he sort of does it out of spite to the doctor, which right. is the ultimate, like, ha ha, yeah, I'm gonna uh-huh. die, yeah. Um, 
and then uh, he yeah. is once again the last of his species uh the doctor takes jack back to torchwood i assume we have more adventures with him in seasons yeah. two three and four of torchwood yeah, more um and then and then we have this was a surprising moment to me uh that Mar- you know this episode was really all martha and so we see martha say like hey uh i can't do this like this yeah. is and think about this she just went through a year or two of her life as this revolutionary hero all to get back to nothing like all to get back to like status quo and her family being held hostages yeah 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 and and she says like i i can't do it i'm not doing it and she says here's the here's my number um here's how to call me (laughs) if you need me i guess Yeah, yeah And that's it. And the doctor's alone again. And then we end the episode. I mean, you know, it goes into the next episode, which I won't talk about. But uh, yeah, this was so much. And it was a surprise to me. And I felt, I well, we could t- let's talk about the whole episode. But like Martha leaving in particular, it just made me feel bad for Martha and Freeman. It was like, this just wasn't, you just didn't get your due. This one series, this one season and you know she was given this episode she got a lot to do in this episode and all that but the fact that they send her packing at this point i mean the writers i'm saying um it just felt like that sucks so she never really she just we just talked about her last episode still being in the shadow of rose never got out of the shadow of rose and i don't disagree with her as a character saying like screw this like i'm out like this is dumb i don't disagree with that at all but i'm just saying from the from the writers i just feel like this is this is too bad like we never really got to explore her character much and and i thought she was just good actress i thought like could have been an interesting character but they never got into it like so yeah i don't know yeah it's disappointing uh she um uh it's funny i was watching this episode uh and uh and mike um just happened to be because mike's seen all these of course because you're required to when you marry me to watch them all you're you're locked in a tiny room for weeks um and then you have to be conversant in them and there's quizzes and all that um but uh yeah mike just walked by and there was some moment i think it was the moment it's the great moment um where the doctor is um uh uh, showing them the the um, perception filters so that they can't be seen. Uh, and he's trying to explain what it's like. He's like, oh, yeah, it's like, you know, when uh, you fancy someone and they don't seem to realize you exist or whatever. And then uh, and then Jack's like, you too. But Mike just goes, poor Martha. And I was like, right? Every, every episode I have a note that just says, poor Martha. Um, I actually think, so a couple things are interesting here that are going on. And it's probably the most interesting because I don't, I don't like these episodes. Um, this is, but this is one of the more interesting things uh, going on. Is um, clearly Russell Davis has thought through throughout this this entire season. She has keeps telling the doctor's story. Right, she tells it to the people in the car in gridlock. She's telling it to, and it's always like, oh, you know, and she tells it to the nurse in uh, Human Nature and all that. She's she's clearly she's the storyteller. She believes in him. She loves him, and she tells the story. So it's 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 very well structured that here now her whole thing is wandering the earth telling the story because it's clearly what she's good at and what she's and so using that that was a nice closure to that arc um i do like i i actually think the character is slightly saved because she is it is getting a little sad that she's in love with him and he's not paying attention blah blah blah. you're always like poor martha poor martha i love at the end how she's like i'm out 
like and then and then yeah. what I love is that she's like, uh, you know, I've got to take care of my family and blah, blah, blah. She walks out and then she's like, wait a second. And then she goes back. And she's like, hey, I liked you and you just were totally oblivious. And, and he even he uh, I also like I think it's a good choice on his part to act. And I don't know how much of this writing, how much is David Tennant to act it kind of like, yeah, I kind of knew, but I didn't. He doesn't say it, but his reaction isn't like, you liked me? Oh, I had no idea. His reaction is just like, yeah, sorry, you're not Rose. <laughs> like, he doesn't say it, but again, sort of being like, yeah, it just wasn't going to happen. Um, but I love, I think I think it redeems or it saves her character that she's like, you know what? I, You're not going to like me. This is a bad situation for me to be in. I'm out. And I, I think that was a great yeah. save for her. I like that. And there's nothing. So from... From my perspective, again, I've said it repeatedly, it's like, like Rose, yeah. uh, she's great, but I don't understand everyone's like fascination when it's like, oh, Rose is so great. Martha, yeah, she's fine. It's like, what? what is so much different about these two? That said, you know, the doctor was just ended up being in, in love with Rose and he can't just look at it and say like, Oh, here's another young woman. Who's, yeah. It would have been even worse if he'd just been like, Oh, all right. And now I'm in love with Martha. Like that right. would have been bad. <laughs> right. Right. Of course. So there's nothing wrong with that, but yes, you're right. It does make it sort of make more sense to be for her to be like, you know, this is just bad for me. Like yeah. this is it an amazing, wonderful agency. thing that yeah. I'm able to go around on these adventures, but I'm clearly hung up on this guy and it's never going to happen. So what am I doing? Like, I just yeah. need to and move I'm, on. I'm a, I'm training to be a doctor myself and I'm a very smart, accomplished woman. I love how she sort of checks. I, I, maybe this doesn't work right. Maybe this is chauvinist or whatever it shouldn't be, but she calls the guy who now doesn't know her, the hot doctor uh, who doesn't know her now, but just kind of calls him and he's, he exists. And then uh, there may be some payoffs to this later, uh, but basically it's like, oh, okay, this other doctor who I like, he's around um, and I might be able to meet him. And even though he won't remember me from this story, like, you know, we can see what works out. So here. That's all fine. And actually, again, the arc, I like be that. Fine. What I feel bad about for her is. She um, never really got another story. Right? No, beer. like I feel like the same arc could have happened over two seasons and then she could have just had some fun episodes. Like she never, she had very few just kind of like, for example, in blink when we saw her and the doctor on the way to like catch someone in a lizard i was like oh that seems fun they're just having a fun episode i'd like to see that like it's never happens like <laughs> they're always it's always miserable know, that's true always miserable yeah uh it's but like, yeah otherwise yeah. um your your summary captures i think well um that this episode is a mess i think um it's it's oh, we didn't classic. mention that jack is the face of Bo. right yeah thrown in at the end yeah they, um, they, to say that clearly like they they say at the end um more about jack and who he is and they say oh yeah they called him this and the face the face he's from Bo, the face of Bo, and then yeah. it's sort of putting them together. Like, oh is that what he's gonna look like in oh, however many gosh. millennia um but that that is it seems like it's just comes out of nowhere it seems like it's just kind of thrown in um and then well so a she actually says at the in utopia just an episode ago in front of Jack, she says, remember the face of Bo's last words. And at no point was Jack like, wait, sorry, what now? Like, <laughs> Or even just being like, oh, I'm Bo. Hey, no. remember, the, uh, I was known as the face of I mean, I'm Bo. from Bo. Talk whatever. about that? Yeah. But no, I was like, oh, remember the face of Bo's last words? Um, so he doesn't comment on it. And then 
yeah, this story is weird. It, it sort of drops that he is this character is like a closure to him, but then there is more Jack in the series and in Torchwood, and it's just kind of like, okay, I don't know what's going on here. Um, the uh, let's see, the Taclofane. Oh, this is this is clear classic Russell T. Davis. These giant setup finales, right? The first episode is confusing, but leads to, of course, this great cliffhanger, like where everything is terrible and blah blah, blah and it'd be special effects and and all that. Um. Uh, and then, yeah, again, the letdown on actually resolving. He seems to be very good at setting up the stories, a little less good at, at, at finishing them up. Um, I The ending is I had to see this about three or four times before I followed what was going on. Uh, because when I first watched it, it was just like, what, they all just believed in the doctor and then Peter Pan like he becomes. But, it, you know, really they, there are like. lines where it's like, oh, no. The entire human race is connected by this satellite network that gave the master power or made them all. And so they linked and they can in a doctor. He's like, I've used the whole year to dial into the network. Right. Right. Modem or something. Um, so it's barely explained. But all of the, the whole plot. OK, go around the world, get a fake gun, get everybody to come out and think about the doctor at exactly the same moment is all Martha gets from the doctor whispering her. Use the countdown. What countdown? What are you talking about? They don't know what the master's plot is, but you know there is a countdown where he's going to launch the attack on the entire world. Or so, but they're like a year. It's like it's it stretches. Well, it blows credibility out of the water. Like, wait, she figured all of this out. I mean, Martha's smart, but she figured this whole plan out from him whispering, "Use the countdown." Um, and yeah, um, the Toglefane are. Uh, um, we'll get to uh, the master. I think we'll talk about that in the themes. But the Toglefane are. Uh, interesting little trivia. They were supposed to be, so when they were fighting with the estate of Terry Nation over using the Daleks uh, for the story Dalek, they were going to, if they couldn't get the Daleks, they were going to use the spheres. It's going to be a sphere that was like a robot. That was the Toclophane, basically. Maybe not the same backstory, but they that idea. So they just were like, oh, we'll, we'll use this here. Um, and uh, yeah, I think the biggest disappointment thing about this episode is the season finale and the doctor's barely in it. They sideline his character. He gets few lines because he's quiet when he's old. Then the <laughs> that horrible... Makes me laugh the more I think about it, it's like, why did the doctor just get quiet when he's old? Yeah. <laughs> it's so <laughs> well, strange. Then, then the ridiculous, and I'm sorry, the Dobby doctor is just oh, terrible. Yeah. I'm just like, you know, why what, what... did you do that? And I don't know why that would happen if he or age. Is that what happens when we age for like a thousand years? We just get very tiny with big eyes, maybe? I don't know. But it that was, was really weird. It's a bizarre episode, and I, I don't like the ending. It doesn't, uh, yeah, it's just, it's a mess. It's a mess. All right, why don't we move on to our classic episode? Yeah, Legopolis uh, makes a lot more sense. So I think if we... <laughs> if we I follow- mean, it makes more sense in some ways than this one. Uh, Legopolis is season 18, uh, story 7. This is the 115th story uh, of the main mainline Doctor Who stories. It aired the 28th of February through the 21st of March, 1981. It's the fourth Doctor who's here, but for how long? And uh, we got Adric, we got Tegan, we got Nissa, uh, we got everybody here. Guys, really, this is the 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 introduction, the the Tegan Javanka show here for a little bit at the beginning. Um, But let's hear a clip from. We must pull out of sources. The creature that killed my. I can't choose the company I keep. An alliance with you, Doctor. In the circumstances, yes. If we do cooperate, there'll be no question of you ever returning to Gallifrey. If we don't cooperate, there'll be no question of Gallifrey. Doctor, what are you Wait. doing? 
as Time Lords. You and I have special responsibilities. Together, then. But, Doctor! I've never chosen my own company. You said it was you who contacted me and begged me to help you find your father. Tegan, it's your own curiosity that got you into this. Adric, a stowaway. But how can it get here when there's no one in it? Did I say there was no one in it? it must be the man who brought me to look up. Come on, I don't want any further argument. One, two, three of you into the TARDIS. Quickly. Go on. Look, we want it's to help you. Impossible. My friend and I will look after you. I'm collaborating with the master now. Come on. Battle stations. The man's a murderer. Come on, Lisa. He means it. Together? Our last hope. And we have a lot of theme. I really the best part about these stories is the theme. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so try to talk through this. It'll be yeah, similar. Let's wrap our lot, heads around this one. A lot of pausing and sighing. Well, it, to me, Legopolis was sort of ended up being a kind of how I learned to stop worrying and just love Legopolis, where it was like, <laughs> I don't really know what's happening, but okay. Um, so they they are alerted to trouble by the TARDIS's cloister bell, which I'm mm-hmm. interested to That's hear more new. about. Um, they, but they don't follow it. And they instead say, we're going to repair the TARDIS's broken chameleon circuit, which we've talked about before. The chameleon circuit is what makes it look like uh, whatever, but in, in, in their case, a police box. And I guess you had mentioned before, this is why it still looks like a police box all the time, because the chameleon circuit's broken, so he can't change it to look like anything else. So he decides to materialize around a real police box on on Earth in the, in the right time period and get the right dimensions so that they can, uh, I guess, I don't know why that would help fix the chameleon circuit, but there you go. <laughs> there you go. Um, Remap it. I and think. then he thinks he can give the dimensions to, he's going to go to Legopolis a planet full of mathematicians uh, and that will help them repair this circuit. The master, I guess has learned of this plan and he makes his TARDIS uh, appear around the, that police box first. And so that's where we get into start to get into some the weird stuff. So because of that, we now have two TARDISes sort of wrapped in one another and that sets us off on all sorts of weird, fun, recursive loops of uh, going in and out of doors and appearing in the same doors in different times within the TARDIS. It's like, uh, a, it's like a really complicated episode of Frasier. Like it's just like, yeah, all right. it, yeah, it's very farcy. <laughs> like they're entering in the door and when they, they and and when they step in or outside, they're in different places and times. Meanwhile, I should say, while this is happening, we meet Tegan, who's a stewardess. Uh, her her aunt is driving her. I guess it is. Is it her first day? It's not yeah, her, it's first her first day. day. It's her first flight. Yeah. Oh, she's, okay. She's supposed to get to the airport. She's gonna basically. And, they won't say Qantas, but she's gonna be a Qantas. And flight. what I love about her is, I just love this little note of she's a stewardess who I don't know. I never really thought about this, but she's a, maybe maybe many stewardesses are uh, or flight attendants. I should say 
are she's like just like obsessed with flying she's like i cannot wait to fly like i'm yeah. so psyched and i <laughs> just never to the it. air like a bird <laughs> uh, to me like i thought flight attendants are just sort of like you know it's a living i don't know <laughs> just do this i'm not like that but she is so psyched about it so uh, it was a bigger own- job in the 80s because remember this was the early 80s so like back in the 60s and 70s being a flight attendant was amazing right you saw the world and i think there was still a little bit of that going on in the 80s she has her cool uniform. Yeah. She has so uniform. Uh, the car breaks down on the way, though, and it breaks down right next to the police box. So she and her aunt get wrapped up in all this. And uh, one thing uh, she so what ends up happening to her is that she goes to the police box to make a call to attempt to maybe make a call uh, to get the, the flat tire fixed. And when she goes to use the phone, the door just opens and she walks inside. She's in the TARDIS. Not very shocked at all by the TARDIS at the beginning, which is sort of funny. And then she sort of gets lost in it. And as we mentioned, the TARDIS in its current state, maybe always, but it becomes a sort of labyrinth of like, she doesn't know how to get out. Yeah, it's very big. So, um, okay, so... uh, Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Keep going. You're only, you're almost through episode one. (laughs) I guess I'm unsure of how, because to me, it seems like the doctor and Adric are like lost in a loop here, but they end up getting to Legopolis. I don't really remember how that happened. Um, well, you, you missed a wonderful moment. I think the great moment where they come out of the TARDIS at a brief moment, uh, they find the shrunken policeman and aunt in the okay, car. Has that already happened? Okay. Yes. And, and they, and uh, she, they're little tiny dolls. Uh, and the, that's the master's calling card, which Back in the third Doctor era, he did shrink people. That was like a thing. But what I love is the cop's reaction, who's kind of like, I think you need to come down for questioning, sir. Very nonchalant, like, all right, well, I don't know who's responsible for shrinking these people, but you're my prime suspect. Not like, hey, that's weird. Like, I, you know, I haven't come across a lot of shrinking murders lately, but like, just kind of like, all right, well, I'm going to deal with this situation. <laughs> and the way that the, the doctor and Adric get out of this is Adric literally, literally falls down on a bike and they're, <laughs> and they're like, look over there. And then they run inside the TARDIS. So it's, it's very, uh, very, very slapstick. Very so, yeah, okay. So they get to Legopolis, and we get to see Legopolis, which is this weird land, as we mentioned. It is kind of this world-building thing. It's this planet of mathematicians, and they don't use machines, really, on Legopolis because the math that they do – and the, to talk this about your cool uh, yeah. technobabble from the previous episode, this isn't technobabble, but they throw out this idea, which is saying, like, well, look, we don't – machines are fine for, like, this sort of simple, straightforward math in a sense – but certain math is so complex that when you do the math itself, it changes the world around you. And the only way that it's possible to fathom something like that is to have human minds doing it. So they, it's this whole planet that essentially each of them works as like an individual node on a circuit in a, this planet-wide computer. And they are connected with one another and they use their brain power to solve really complex problems. Um, so the master's already gotten here. And we find a bunch of tiny mathematicians. <laughs> I didn't know about the shrinking thing. So to me, I thought more was going to be explained about like, why is he shrinking people? I mean, I got it that it was the master. But I, yeah, I guess that's like his deal. We've all done that. Uh, okay. So then he brought Nissa along. Well, right. Because he came from track and the, the master looks like her father. 
um she seems to still think it's her father as i mentioned this is bizarre because he looks actually completely different it's the same actor but um so but they have set up one bit of technology on logopolis which is they set up a radio telescope um and uh what they're they don't want to let on as to why and finally it's revealed that they're doing a calculation to help sort of save the universe interestingly enough another uh universe ending deal and the master is like well no (laughs) we're gonna stop that and that's how it was performed well (laughs) i don't really want to do that uh and again again what is the master striving for here not i don't know i don't know he wants them to help him with something i i don't know um he just wants power so uh they were saying that basically vlogopolis was keeping the universe held together and they mentioned the this concept of entropy which is uh Again, a high school science thing that you learn, which is one fundamental law of the universe is that entropy is always increasing. And entropy is essentially the measure of disorder in something. I love Tom Baker's line explaining it where he goes, he goes, basically, the more you put things together, the more they keep falling apart. And I've never heard a truer thing spoken. (laughs) It's like, like, that's the best explanation of entropy. (laughs) I mean, if you think about it, it makes sense. I was explaining. So, uh, by the way, my daughter watched this with me and I was explaining her and I said, well, uh, I said, well, what this means is that, you know, it it takes effort for you to clean up your room, but your room seems to get messy just sort of just by living. You just walk around doing stuff and playing and then your room gets messy, right? But then you have to take time and energy to actually make it ordered and neat again. And, and, she, then you're like, uh, and eventually you're just going to disintegrate. All of us are. <laughs> right, the entire universe. Right. And then I explained <laughs> the heat death of the universe <laughs> to her. Um, yes. And actually what entropy comes from is essentially uh, part of entropy is that there there's this, this heat death of the universe. That the universe is uh, infinitely expanding. And at a certain point, it will expand so much that we will all get. So there's only so much energy, dying. right? This is E equals MC squared, right? There's only so much energy. Yeah. And once like once we run out of it. We're done. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, these, everything will essentially freeze. Anyway, so uh, they were doing this calculation to essentially continue to. They are essentially cleaning up our room <laughs> over and <laughs> well, over they, again. So they, uh, and this is the CBE, the charge vacuum employment. So basically, the, the theory was in a closed system, entropy always increases. But if you open it up to other systems, I guess energy from others those other places comes in or entropy can escape yeah, or it wasn't so, clear yeah. to me there but basically if you can open up these portals to the universes our universe won't won't disintegrate and so they <laughs> and were opening really these things because the the main uh the monitor sorry is his name the main logopolin is explaining this that it's sort of like anyway that's what we were doing until <laughs> <So laughs> you ruined everything because yeah. they're we like oh to do uh, it everybody and yeah thank you how can yeah. we set that back up again it's like well we can't it's done <laughs> and everything's literally the universe just starts disintegrating you know right where they are in logopolis and then so there's just sort of a funny moment where the I mean, I don't know. I just think it's funny that immediately then the doctor and the master are like, let's work together to fix this. Okay, buddy. And it's like, what? <laughs> he, he just on a whim destroyed the universe. But we're like, okay, buddy. And and they try to set this up where he says a couple things and the master says, oh, my God. Yeah, what a brilliant mind. Like, we, we need him. And it's like, 
I just don't really buy it. I maybe in other episodes they've sold this, but again, I just don't buy the master. Uh, they they try to set him up as like a Joker to the Batman, but I just don't think it it really makes sense. He seems to do these things in a pretty short sighted way. He's so power hungry without any real reason. Anyway, so they set out to try to fix this, um, and honestly, the master doesn't really help that much. Um, <laughs> then they kind of sort some things out. They end up back for Earth. Uh, I'm just going to close this out quickly. They end up on a... Ra- I like this episode because they're on radio telescopes, and I used to study radio telescopy, mm-hmm. and it's very And you fell off one that one time. <laughs> yes, and I did. Terrible. Yeah, so they climb up the radio <laughs> telescope, um, in, and they're trying to send out the program. Basically, before he dies, the, the, the monitor says, here's the program that you can send out so that people... Can begin, I guess, doing this calculation themselves. Here, here are some skins for Call of Duty that will save the world. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. They put it out over Usenet <laughs> so that people can download some free stuff. Um, they put it in Pornhub. Let's be honest. Yeah. They put it in Pornhub, and, and everyone downloads. The universe was saved. They're like, "What is music. this?" But, yeah. Um, so, uh, so then that's fine. Uh, <laughs> that's fine. The, the the master also kind of uses it to ta- try to take control of the universe with the tape recorder like and then the doctor in stopping him just falls off a telescope like it's not that big of a deal uh you know he's he seems to have suffered much graver things before this oh and i should mention because i definitely want to hear about this throughout the episode there's a mysterious white figure the watch story there's a, throughout the story, there's a mysterious white figure following him around, and uh, it, it's there when he seem, is, has seemingly died, and the doctor regenerates, and we meet the fifth doctor. But I didn't understand who this white figure was, and I don't the, – oh, yes, Andrew the watcher, <laughs> because then they also seem to imply that the fifth doctor was – the white yeah, figure a future because when future he regenerates projection. he becomes white yeah and then and yeah. becomes yeah yeah and then peter davidson is very white so again <laughs> yes i mean <laughs> very very white man so again to to sum up the part of this episode was <sighs> <laughs> sounds about right yeah. yeah um yeah this is a very confusing episode um I don't know if it's by virtue of just having seen it so many times now that it slightly makes it. They, uh, this is an interesting one to contrast with folks who listened to our earlier podcast, which of course we recorded weeks ago. Uh, but like the, the techno babble here. So this is written by a guy named Christopher H. Bidmead, who is the script editor. Uh, and his sort of remit when they started the season was he was like, I want to make it more serious. I want to make it more sciencey. Uh, and, and so he wanted sort of more hard science. Uh, and so a lot of his ideas came from reading like science magazines and he'd be like, Oh, it'd be cool to incorporate this. So I think the ideas around entropy and say, and he does, I think, I think he does a pretty good job of creating sort of a consistent logic here, right? It's a closed system. You got to have it open. Right. Uh, the CVs are important. We're trying to keep it. And it does hang together and make some sense, but it's a, it, but again, I've had to watch it like 20 times uh, and read the novelization. <laughs> so maybe I know casual viewers may have had trouble with this, which is, it, this is Tom Baker's finale, which means that, and he was at the time the longest serving doctor. He'd been in the role for seven years. For a lot of people, he was a doctor who there was no one else. So you kind of feel like this probably would have been 
a big episode. People would have tuned in who hadn't seen it before or, or hadn't been watching for a while, maybe. Um, and, you know, it, it was going to be a big one. And it's like, and then you kind of make it very inaccessible. I mean, the, there's a lot of, it's like two episodes before they even get to Legopolis. And the beginning is them wandering around measuring the TARDIS and things like that. Um, uh, Tom Baker being sort of pensive and brooding uh, and it's sort of being portentous a little bit about, you know, okay, you know, here's what's coming. Um, it doesn't, it's not a very good Tom Baker story for, for the final Tom Baker story. It's not a very Tom Baker story. I think that was the thing. No. It's like, there's very there's, little silliness or fun. Yeah. I mean, the, 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 the funniest moment is one of the darkest jokes. And, and but um, when um, uh, he, he mentions to T he's in the TARDIS with Tegan or whatever. And, and, you know, he's, he'd, he'd seen the aunt trunk or whatever. Uh, and she goes, uh, he says something and she goes, oh, you've seen my Auntie Vanessa. And he goes, well, a little of her. <laughs> it's a very dark, dark joke. Um, but yeah, um, uh, it, it is a, it's a very confusing story. So the, as I mentioned in our last episode, this CVE storyline, they had went through one of those to get together. So this had been set up uh, uh, ahead of this story. Um, and, uh, you know, this was sort of a season arc and it's like, okay, now we understand where these, these TVs, I think the, um, the thing with this story, um, the thing with this story for me is it should be epic. It's Tom Baker's final story. It should be epic. It's written to be epic. The idea of like the, I mean, you know, the universe is being blotted out. Nissa at one point is the moment where she watches her, all of Trocken just disappear, which frankly, those of us who were bored by the keeper Trocken are like, oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, but you know, it's like, it should, it's written to be epic. And then somehow it just doesn't land. It doesn't feel that. And, and you're right. His last sort of heroic moment is he's trying to like, so the, the program was going to keep the CV open. They beamed the thing to it. And so the idea was, you know, hey, we all the Goblins are like, hey, we'd really love to stop playing with our abacuses all day. Uh, and, and like, you can't because the universe will be destroyed. And like, all right, well, we should try to come up with an alternative. And they're like, uh, well, we could blast this program out that'll keep the thing open permanently and we won't have to do this. So that's what they do. And then the threat, the master's like, well, as long as it's trained on this, you know, we've got the connection here. I can, I can close it or I can, I can ruin this. I'll hold the universe hostage. And the doctor's like, well, if I disconnect the cable, then you can no longer send the pulse to, to change it. So by disconnecting the cable, he prevents the master from being able to destroy the universe. So that's like an epic save. But again, it's just like, then he falls off and then doesn't he, he also like, then no. prevent the program from going out? No, because the program already went and kept it open. Oh, it already so it's just the master can reverse it. Um, I think. Anyway, I think that's going on. Uh, and yeah, then he falls off. It does have, you know, his line is often quoted among Doctor Circles. And I actually, uh, I end all meetings uh, with, it's the end, but the moment has been prepared for. And everybody's like, oh. And then <laughs> well, they bring out pastries or coffee. And I'm like, to your point of it not landing, uh, here's, I think, part of the problem. The whole idea of the doctor you know the doctor saves saves the universe all the time but this was like a really interesting idea of saying this is what's holding the universe together is this planet it's getting destroyed we need to find a way to save it and the doctor saving it that is epic in and of itself yeah. you know what yeah. you don't need getting trapped in an endless loop in the tardis also having the introduction of tegan also having nissa's first episode and then also having the master the master was completely extraneous <laughs> and and like just not the causing the problem yeah you could have come up with some other reason for it to be going and and uh, yeah and then and also like 
it's so you get that i think a very clever plot idea this really interesting idea then put next to these ridiculously stupid ideas like remember the 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 point that always gets me is like oh the master is somewhere in the tardis how do we get him out well, what if we just land the TARDIS underwater and open the doors? Flush him out. Flip it with water and he'll like he's float a, out, I guess. Like like, he's a badger nest under the, <laughs> the garden. A, it's such an intelligent story. And then they're like, and then they make this big deal about how they're going to do it. And then they abandon that instantly. They're just like, oh, never mind. They oh, we ended up on a boat. So yeah, they're like, never oh, mind. Well, never mind. Uh, and yeah, the Watcher character, uh, character, quote unquote, um, never heard from before, never heard from again. Uh, just oh, added okay. here to, I think, provide some weird foreshadowing. Uh, but really, yeah, um, it's, it's it a messy story. The Watcher touches and merges with the doctor that causes him to regenerate well yeah and, and this is he was the doctor all the time and yeah. i think he's supposed to be some future projection of him that comes back although it's oddly it's not peter davison who's playing that character it's someone else adrian something uh it is not peter davison um but yeah and then you have so uh, the interesting one, larger context quickly uh is that peter davison uh, would have been recognizable. He was very famous at the time as Tristan Farnan uh, from All Creatures Great and Small. People knew his character. He was on a sitcom, I think, as well. Um, so, you know, and then, of course, they knew he was being cast. Um, so he just sort of appears and sits up and looks around and it's like, okay, that's an episode. It doesn't even get a line to begin it. Uh, but yeah, it was huge. It, it was huge to for Tom Baker to leave. I mean, sure. he was Doctor Who, I think, for after all this time. Uh, and it was massive for him to leave. And yeah, it's sort of like, I think they wanted it to be an epic story. And I, I you get the impression that in this writer's head, he was like, yeah, this, this, I mean, how clever is this story? This is epic. And then for everybody else, it's just like, what is happening? <laughs> themes, themes high, themes low. Themes all around, I gotta go, themes have to go. I yes, all, even yeah. all singers should end songs like that. They should be like, I have to go, <laughs> so now the song is over. <laughs> yeah, singers should explain themselves. My now... car is double parked. <laughs> <laughs> Well, here on No Not The Mind Probe, we are adherence of the repeating themes. We talk about things that happen multiple times on Doctor Who and throughout popular culture. John, what are some themes we're going to explore in this episode? Well, let's, so I, I've been, I've been, you've been trying to talk about this and I've been pushing you towards the theme section. Let's talk about the master. Uh, yeah. As some, I don't issues. like him. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I want to talk about, I want to see a canine master team up and then <laughs> I'm going to be really, ooh. yeah, master in, master in the canine. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, the the mo it's the motivation right i think the 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 problem with the master is the motivation um and the the explanation in sound of drums the doctor gives of telling the backstory is like he looked into the untempered schism and there was you know everybody has to do that that's all new we'd never heard that before and i think it's russell davis trying to explain what the hell's going on here with this character basically he says he went mad so the now you're just like okay the character's motivation is insanity um which is i yeah that's this is what i'm interested in talking about is that a reason is that a good motivation right so um you know i i love 
serial killer shows and all that. And obviously motivation is always insanity or a lot of times it's an insanity. Uh, um, and, uh, you know, and so characters do odd things or things that don't necessarily make sense and stuff like that. And it is sort of, I don't know. I, I can never decide if it's like, there's good ways to do insanity and there's bad ways to do insanity. And it feels like with the master, it's, it is a, it's a wild card, right? They can just be like, ah, we don't have to really explain what's going on. He's just crazy. Um, and then, you know, it's later, it'd be interesting. Stephen Moffat tries and and some of the others, they try to come up with an explanation about the relationship between the doctor and the master. Um, and, and they try to sort of, yeah, they're on a really complicated super being level. They're actually friends. Um, and this is just how they, they interacted a way you couldn't possibly understand. But, you know, even it's like. He, the doctor is always allying with him and forgiving him and doing all this stuff, which makes you think there must be something more here. But it do, it doesn't work for me. Like it's like, oh, I forgive you. It's like really, he just wiped out half the universe. Uh, <laughs> like he's killed billions of people, or he tortured all yeah. the Earth people to death. We just have just to like, put that to the side. Yeah, you know, you got to let these things go. And yeah, it's just. But yeah, I think my the biggest thing. So the master was created to be the Moriarty to the Doctor's right, right? So right. they were like, all right, you got to have a, you got to have a character who can sort of be the counterbalance of the Doctor who's more interesting than a Dalek, right? Because let's be honest, a Dalek delivering all the dialogue from these episodes would be pretty boring after a while. Um, and they're like, so somebody who's, you know, and so the first master was very suave and sophisticated and blah, blah, blah. But then he increasingly became more insane and the, uh, the plots became more insane. But then I think the character gets weakened. It's just like, well, if his, if his motivation yeah. is just, he's nuts. I don't know. I, well, it just I, I think work. I think what usually helps is if fine they're insane, which maybe helps get them to go to lengths that we would consider was like, oh well, no one would do that. It's like, well, he's crazy. That's why he goes to those lengths. But there needs to be some sort of logic or driving force to him. So, for example, like even the Joker, who is definitely insane in all movies, seems to want to bring bring chaos to the world like that's the logic uh behind him or in even in like silly superhero other superhero movies um some of the bad ones are when there are no logic where it's like this is just a bad guy why are they killing people because they kill people because yeah. that is what is that's bad. my thing yeah. whereas in the marvel thing of uh the infinity war of like thanos he's the ultimate bad guy he's trying to destroy the universe or kill half the universe but he has this like reason to it saying I'm actually trying to save the universe. Uh, yes, I'm trying to kill half the people in the universe. And the reason is the universe can't continue on with uh, in this way. We need to call the population to survive. So there's like a crazy logic to it. Yeah. I think you need that kind of logic uh, to it. It can be twisted logic, but it, there has to be some reason to it. So just to say... I'm just crazy. I just do bad things because they're bad. I just want power because everybody wants power. I just want it. It's yeah. like there got to be something to it. Like right. why? It's why? like it's like um, you know with fantasy. There's got to be some kind of rules, right? Like, it's like okay, he's insane. He does not follow the same logic um, that the rest of us do. Uh, but there is some logic, right? right? That there is something behind. There's some framework here that they're working from. It just may not be the one you realize. It yeah. makes me think of. Uh, you brought up Moriarty, and I'm thinking of the Sherlock episode, and I I love that actor, and I really really like the show. But 
what is Moriarty's logic? Right. Like, what is his driving force? And yeah, I don't and, know that I know. And I, and I, well, I mean, you know, the real, the real, the real Moriarty, the one that existed. Uh, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like he was sort of the, yeah, the, 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 well, he's only ever, he only actually appears in one story and, you know, it's very, it's only a 20 page short story. Uh, but, you know, he's sort of a master criminal and, and, and you know, uh, in charge of these uh, the sort of criminal underworld of London. Um, but yeah, uh, I think he is crazy in the new Sherlock and it, it, it is, it does, I think make the character a little unsatisfying. It's just like, well, he's just doing stuff for being nuts. Now, when the master works for me is, uh, in the, the, for his reappearance for the first, uh, deadly assassin, the first Tom Baker reappearance, and then a little bit for Shocken, Uh, and then, so he, the Anthony Ainley master reappears throughout the rest of the the series, and uh, he pops up in different episodes with different motivations. Um, the ones that work are when it's survival, right? So basically, it becomes sort of a thing is like, well, he's he's on his last regeneration, right? He's, he yeah, can't, he's right. gonna die, and he's desperately trying to survive. Um, and so they they come up with, and so the stories that are about like, and this is the thing: some stories are about him trying to survive, coming up with these elaborate ways to extend his life that works. Some stories are just like there was one, and it's like he's got all these master plans, this Legolas plan, and then there's a Peter Davison story where he just wants to prevent the Magna Carta from getting signed. And he's like, that'll that'll cause some real that'll chaos. And everybody's like, oh, oh, sure. I mean, I guess you had some time. What, a long weekend? Like, what, what's going on? Um, and yeah, it doesn't quite work. So yeah, I mean, it's it's it's. Um, I think insanity is one of those things where people are all. It, it shows a bad writer, right? You'd be like, I can come up with this cop out of like, oh, I can, I can, you know, I want to get this character to do wacky things and be a nut job, uh, and that just means there are no rules now. It's like, no, even a real crazy person uh, has something. They believe something. There's some delusion. There's something they think uh, that is driving them, and and that's yeah, that that yeah, I think. So when we remember that logic behind the master, he works. When we don't, we get Legopolis and the Sound of Drums. <laughs> <laughs> All right, John. Welcome to the rankings portion of the episode. Oh, all right, and yeah, you've 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 been through the ringer on this one. I must say, oh, you have you have worked hard for those summaries. This is tough. By the way, I never really mentioned um, for the first um, for the Sound of Drums and the Last of the Time Lords. I, I do like that actor who is John a master. Sam. I don't know if he's coming back. He but, does. Um, yes, he does like come him. back. And um, uh, because in spite of the funeral pyre, the fact that the ring falls off, the Darth Vader-esque <laughs> yeah. ending, and it's like, okay, he's clearly coming back. Um, but no, he, yeah, he's excellent. He's a very good actor. Uh, and he's, uh, I, I've seen him in a few other things he's done. He's very good. So we have, uh, there's 295 yeah. stories of Doctor Who. We've ranked so 62 of them. We're going to rank 60, uh, we're going to rank 62 more. We're going to rank <laughs> two more. So uh, let me go first. Sound of Drums, Last of the Time Lords. Yeah, this went really low for me for a new one. Um, so I I kept moving it down. Um, I regretfully have the arc in space too low here. Uh all things considered and looking back <laughs> I, mean, I you were learning it, you were you were young and naive right just yeah you thought there'd be more to this show. <laughs> speaking of last week's uh mm. I, or, or considering I, I put it just above the keeper of track and i have it number 37 mm-hmm. uh and i have it hanging around with planet of evil i have it a little above gridlock i have it below ark in space rose unearthly child Th- this area here that i have which is about halfway through the list 
is the real um like things are bad after this like above that it's sort of like there's different levels of enjoyment i'd say arc and space is the line there again it should probably be higher than what it is mm-hmm. but it's at 36 right now everything above it it's like it's all i like all of them everything below it is kind of like yeah i didn't really like some of that <laughs> um so i have that at 37 and then logopolis i have uh, a little bit higher uh in kind of moving into the the second uh tier i have it at uh, 26 I have it just below Spearhead from Space. I have it above the Idiot's Lanterns, kind of around in there. But, you know, about 10 spots above it. Um, I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed this. When we go to these planets that have interesting concepts behind them, I like Tom Baker, even though it was um, kind of a weird story. I actually liked it reminded me of the Sound of Drum and the Last of the Time Lords because the whole idea of them in, getting caught in a recursive loop in the TARDIS Mm. was really interesting I, yeah. I wish they could have explored that as kind of its own story yeah um you could do interesting things with that so fun moments and i like tegan i really like tegan um nissa i could kind of give or take maybe we'll learn more from from her but really like tegan so um so yeah. i like that she was just immediately up for everything and again i feel like she just got lost because it ends up being this the whole large plot the master's there and it's tom baker's last story it's like oh by the way there's a new companion yeah it's a weird just... kind of interest and you've got i mean so adric's new this season nissa yeah. is only come she i mean she almost was like it's almost like they forgot her the first they were like Oh crap! We're supposed to write Nissan. <laughs> like, we'll get her in the next story. <laughs> Pick her up from school. <laughs> uh, so they they add her in, and so yeah, you basically have the debut story of two companions while you're trying to write out like again the single biggest doctor that's been going. Yeah. You know, and yeah. it's like it's a weird, it's a weird choice. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's my ranking, and I'm sticking to it. All right, all right. Um, yeah, I'm. I I have sounded drums last of time. Words down there too. Um, I I've got it at number forty four below the demons, below stones, bloody of the valley. It's just above Warriors of the Deep, which is kind of my you know sort of beginning of the end uh, <laughs> section. <laughs> um, although again, I do like Warriors of the Deep, but uh, and I, I don't know. Even as I look at it, I'm kind of almost want to put it a little bit lower. But what are you going to do? I don't. <laughs> There's you no. You can't. You can't. You can't. You can't. <laughs> no. Um, no. It. It was. I. I remember being very disappointed by it uh, when it first came out. Um, it was subsequent viewings of it because I was like, I must be. Uh, the ending really got me because I was just like, what is this Peter Pan crap? Like, yeah. oh, everybody believed in him. Um, and I had to watch it a couple of times before I finally got like before I was like, OK, they clearly tried to explain it um, and it just barely hangs together that. OK, I guess. Um, but it, it doesn't it just does. And I don't uh, it's like also I feel like if you're going to do the big reset, right, you're going to destroy the whole planet. This is and, and this is a problem with the new series is they they come up with these epic finale cliffhangers and they're like everybody's dead and the whole planet's gone and then they're like oh no no it's, never mind yeah that's it, like the Simpsons yeah <laughs> it's like everything's back it's Maggie's cool. still a baby it's all fine if you're gonna do that you better earn it or you better work hard for it and I mean again rewatching it is kind of like all oh, right yeah I mean it, it does they're like we had to invent a paradox machine you destroy the machine it's like a rubber band it'll snap back to every the way everything was okay um but yeah it just it doesn't it doesn't work for me uh and uh, and I you know the master's crazy for the sake of being crazy and it, it does again it doesn't 
it should be uh, we didn't talk about this with the themes but it should be like insanity the great thing about insanity is you can create a tension of like ooh, what's he gonna do and like is, it, right. it, be, it becomes it can be very frightening done very well you know you've got anthony hopkins as you know, hannibal lecter or something like that and i actually think derek jacoby who interestingly when the big finish ones is they call him they're like they they're the character they've developed for his master in the the war master series is as sort of they're like he's the hannibal lecter master like he's really charming but he's also like brutally vicious and will just you know dispatch people with abandon um uh and uh it's, that's interesting but like john sim he says yeah and good actor tries tries his best but it's just kind of like he's just being wacky and insane for the sake of it so yeah uh so i've got them at 44 uh logopolis i have a little bit higher um i don't know why <laughs> um, it's it's again in that sort of 80s collection it's i i you know i i think it is the it also is sort of a nonsense story but it is it is I'll give it credit for it does make sense. There is an internal logic to it. It is explained and I get it. I wish they'd spent less time wandering around the TARDIS or doing stuff that they went nowhere and, and dropping it in the water to flesh them out and more time fleshing out this story or setting up again, making it somehow making the atmosphere and the direction of it, making it as epic uh, as as it should be, it should be this massive epic story, and all the pieces are there, and it just doesn't in the execution, it doesn't quite come together. So, uh, so I've got it at number thirty five, just below Hand of Fear and around Planet of Evil, Face of Evil, uh, all the evils, the evil section. So yeah. you want more fleshing and less flushing? Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Well, I'm plugging in the old supercomputer here, John. Let's... I don't think we have a new number one. I'm just going <laughs> to No, if, I don't know. Let's see. Let's get the... If we do, you really should probably look at the algorithm. Let's get some <laughs> Logopolins working on this and mm, crunching yeah, click, the click, numbers click, here. Click, click. Uh, what we have is Logopolis uh, clocking in at number 27 out of 64. Mm, mm, mm. And Sound of Drums, Last of the Time Lords coming in at number 43. Coming in hot. Number 43. Still mm-hmm. number one with a bullet, Inferno, followed by the Aztecs, Blink, Tooth, and Claw, number two, and still, still last, <laughs> Edge of Destruction, hot on its heels, Fear Her and Time Lash, just hot on its heels in so, the race so to the bottom. So looking at this here, we've got Martha's out. Martha's out. Martha's uh, done. So the Shakespeare Code, the highest uh, ranked Martha story, yes, uh, at number ten or num- yeah, number ten, uh, and uh, Human Nature uh, a little bit below that. Um, yeah, so the Martha story is not not high. I mean, there's only I think what, uh, and you had forty two. There's only three in the top twenty. Um, so which is about yeah. right. The third season is okay, but not great. We'll have to do a breakdown of that. Yeah, yeah. There's some some Let's highs break it and lows. Down. Are we going to break it down? It All did right. have, to be honest, it didn't have a lot in the absolute bottom. So yeah, that's true. Know. It's a middling season. Yeah. You know. mm. Um. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, so look, you can see all of this and you can uh, mumble and humble. You can deal with it. You deal with <laughs> it. <laughs> you just deal with the reality of what we've done at mindprobe.show. You can go to see the rankings. You can see the watch order. You could watch along with us. And of course, we'd love it if you subscribe or follow the podcast on your yeah. podcatcher yeah. of sources. You know that, John? Some people call the software that they use to listen to podcasts a podcatcher. Is that you know is that? that like those? 
dream catchers that people yeah. use? Yeah. <laughs> you just hang it yeah, above they, your bed and podcasts right. go into it. Yeah. <laughs> podcasts go into it. That's that's basically what they are. All right. And I you can also mean to culturally appropriate anybody's culture. So I apologize. You can also see oh, are you gonna get canceled by the dream catcher people? <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to. They seem like Powerful seem like people. pleasant people. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, there's also notes on the episode. John will yep. put a link or two in there, and then you throw can one in. enjoy yourself there. Pepper them in. Uh, and, and John, what do we have in store to watch next week? Well, so next week, folks, it's season four of our podcast. It's a season Whoa. premiere of our podcast. Uh, the way we have decided to organize. In these between, things. then, of course, we're going to have the upfronts. We're going to see what, what ads are going to go <laughs> the, out. The, the clip show. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. Uh, missing. Yeah. Um, uh, so we are going to go to the. We're going to. It's going to be the holidays again. The Christmas episode. Um, we're going to and. Uh, one of the highest rated Doctor Who stories ever. Uh, this one was rated ranked number one or, or came number one in the ratings. Um, uh, Kylie Minogue appears as the companion because why not? Sure. Uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, we we join the Doctor on the Titanic uh, in space oh, uh, yeah. doing sort of the Poseidon adventure. Uh, it's Voyage of the Damned. Uh, David Tennant's fourth season begins. Uh, and then we've paired that with the well, let's say less epic. Um, also on a giant space liner uh, story, um, Terror of the Vervoids, uh, a six doctor um, and Mel uh, story. So Mel, uh, her uh, her first appearance. I, I'm going to have to set this up a little bit. So this is mid. So in the uh, in the second season for the six doctor, it was an epic multi part. A fourteen-part story called "Trial of the Time Lord." Oh yes, and uh, several. So it was broken up, and it was all one overarching story. So basically, you just need to know that the Doctor's on trial. Uh, the prosecutor is called the Valyard, uh, and they are in court. It opens in courts, uh, and they um, are showing episodes. It's basically, they're watching clips of the uh, Doctor Who as like evidence uh, of, of the Doctor's crimes that he's on trial for. Um, and so, Terror of the Riverways is the Doctor's beginning to present his case. Um, and then you also didn't know, spoiler, uh, the episode before. Uh, it appears that Perry has died. Uh, so the episode before was Perry's oh. last episode. Oh. And it appears that uh, she is dead. Uh, so it opens with the doctor uh, quite upset, but he moves right on. He powers <laughs> right through that. <laughs> but anyway, so a lot of setup there, but just be aware that's mid story, but you don't necessarily need a ton of, uh, of, of to understand, be able to dial in and see what's going on. So that's a four parter. Terror of the Vervoids. Terror of the Vervoids. Voyage of the Dam. And. I'll be damned mm. if I can't wait to mm. watch both of them. Okay, all right. Um, oh, did we uh, did we give our emails? You oh, email uh, yeah, of course. Yes, you can email us, John at mindprobe show and Porter yeah. at mindprobe show. You could still be the first. We've emailed each other. Uh, yes, but then we didn't. We didn't seem to enjoy that, so we stopped doing <laughs> no, that. We that <laughs> we, use, we use our real emails. We're not we're not, <laughs> we're not weird. Um, but if other people want to try it. You still have a chance to be the first in this webmail cache, um, uh, Chris Pratt. If you're listening, this is your this is how you get in touch with me. So again, tweet at Chris Pratt still, uh, and then tell him to email me uh, with your message. <laughs> I'm making it easy for you, Pratt. Yeah, John. As always, here's to you. Yeah, and here is to mm. the future. Yeah. Ooh, wow.
Uh, I gotta go do some math. I gotta get out of here and just do a bunch of math. <laughs> Watch a good math movie? I mean, it's Logos is sort of the goodwill hunting of Doctor Who. Oh, beautiful mind. Yeah, yeah, beautiful mind. Yeah, um, uh, a lot of weirdos the out there making movies about a lot of math. Oh, there's the Stephen Hawking movie. Oh, oh yeah. Some, theory of Everything, is that the him? Theory of Everything, yes. Does it have Eddie, it is not Freddie anymore. Eddie Redmayne. Eddie Izzard. Show.